all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason, you. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. You're listening to Southern Remedy, Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio, and I'm your host, Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. And today we're going to be talking about integrative health, and I have a couple of guests that are going to join me uh, to talk about that. But if you have a question or a comment for us, our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. Or you can email me, fit at mpbonline.org. So joining me this morning, I have Dr. Danny Burgess, who is an associate professor in the Department of Psychiatry and Human Behavior at UMMC. And he also serves as a clinical psychologist and the director of the Center for Integrative Health at UMC. And I also have Rachel Deer, who is a physical therapist and the associate director of the Center for Integrative Health. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Josie. Thank you for having us. Oh, I'm so excited to have y'all on. I get to work with you guys, but we've we've had trouble getting you guys on the radio because we're all super busy with lots of different schedules moving around. So I'm glad that right. y'all are able to to join me today. And I think the best place to start, because people may not be super familiar with the term integrative health, and, and tell me kind of what that is, Danny. Okay. And again, thank you so much for having us and taking the time to meet with us so we can talk about something that we're, uh, we're very passionate about and we think will be a, a major benefit for your listeners because we feel like Absolutely. this approach can be helpful for, for everyone. So, um, yeah, integrative medicine is, is actually not a new concept. It's been around for, for many, many decades, and it, um, it's gone through a lot of different name changes, but, but right now we've kind of settled on integrative medicine or integrative health. And what that approach is, it really kind of takes the best of, of, of conventional medical care and combines it with um, complementary or non-conventional uh, approaches to health. And so it's kind of the marriage of both of those, where we are looking at the individual, the patient, in more of a holistic, uh, more of a comprehensive approach to um, just trying to improve their overall health and wellness. So it just adds on to what's already kind of conventionally in place in, in treating an individual, but begins to look at other factors and other things in their, um, in their behaviors and their lifestyle to help to improve their overall health and wellness. Absolutely. And you mentioned it's kind of gone through some, some different names, and sometimes people may be more familiar with the term like complementary therapy or alternative Correct. therapy. and. I've never really loved the word alternative because it seems no, like you had to either. had to pick 
you know, like you either do correct, traditional correct. medicine or you do alternative medicine. And that's really why I like the term integrative as well, because it's just integrating the best approaches from all the different facets of healthcare into treating, you know, treating the patient so that they get the best outcomes as well. So tell me a little bit about what you do at first. Well, let's, let's back up. What's the center for integrative health at UMC? Yeah, so this is a, a fairly new center, and we are so proud of this center because we felt like, especially in the state of Mississippi, uh, we needed a center that really looked at how to treat individuals with chronic medical conditions, adults and children. As you know and as your listeners know, Mississippi usually always leads the way in terms of um, high rates of, of stroke, diabetes, uh, obesity, uh, all these uh, major chronic uh, medical conditions. And so what this center does, the Center for Integrative Health, is that we treat these individuals with these chronic conditions and, and we don't we don't take over as their their primary physician or their primary care team. What we are doing is we are again adding that complementary therapy, that more of a non conventional therapy to their already um, treatment plan to help them to one take over control and, and take over their own, uh, their own health by the things that we can teach them to do to help make uh, improvements in their, in their lifestyle. Things like exercise, sleep hygiene, stress management, nutrition counseling, all these things that they can do on a day-to-day basis to help manage their chronic condition. So here at the Center for Integrative Health, we have all those providers under one roof that work with these individuals to make these changes. We're able to take the time, spend the time with them on educating them on these, um, these changes and these behaviors. A lot of the time that their, their primary doctors can't spend the time with them. Um, and so that we can identify what are the barriers, what are the obstacles that get in the way of these changes, um, and then help to problem solve how they can be successful in, in the things that they're trying to accomplish. So all this happens under one roof here at the Center for Integrative Health uh, with the whole goal of empowering these patients to, uh, to live a life of wellness. Absolutely. And, you know, when we use the word wellness, I think sometimes people think, well, you know, I have all these chronic conditions. I'm not well. And really, that's, that's not completely accurate. You know, we can right. be as well as we can be with whatever conditions that we have. And that's what we really want to do is try and optimize people's health so that they have good quality of life and have control over their over their health right 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 and really kind of take an active role in that mm-hmm. um, you know I think a lot of times what's happened with conventional medicine it's almost sort of instilled this very passive relationship so we go to the doctor the doctor tells us what we should do we take these meds and then we just wait to go to the doctor again to report on how we're doing whereas with integrative medicine integrative health we, um, we kind of reignite that patient-centered relationship. And so we're working with the patients on really trying to get them to be an active and invested mm-hmm. person in their health. And that's by teaching them behaviors, teaching them strategies, teaching them techniques that they can take away from our clinic and begin to apply to their life where they start to see that every day of their life is treatment for their, um, for their health, for their wellness. And so we're wanting to really kind of help to engage them, empower them in that process. And integrative health uh, really is, is, that's kind of the essence of it. That's really what it tries to capture. 
Absolutely. So tell me about the, the team members at the Center for Integrative Health. Who, who all are folks going to be seeing if they choose to come see someone at Integrative Health? Okay. So at first, when our um, patients are referred to our center, they will see a nurse practitioner uh, who has a specialty in lifestyle medicine. And um, obviously, you being one of them, Josie, uh, that <laughs> I am. a lot of our patients go through go through Josie and our other nurse practitioner, Lauren Turner. And uh, and what you guys do so great is you really you, you do this comprehensive evaluation of, of our patients and really to begin to identify what are their needs, uh, what are the sort of holes in their treatment plan that, that you guys can then send them to and refer them to, to different disciplines, different providers to fill those gaps. So our patients are evaluated, um, assessed, and, and even counseled by our, our nurse practitioners. And then the other providers that we have, we have physical therapy. You'll be hearing from Rachel Deere a little bit later in this segment um, about her role. And so physical therapy is provided for our patients. We have psychology. So myself and our psychologist, Dr. Matt Morris, uh, as well as some students that work with us for that emotional wellness component. We also have nutrition counseling, so we have a dietitian, Dr. Elena Ditt, who's a part of our team uh, and works with individuals on how to um, not only just to educate them about um, basic nutrition needs, but how to be very deliberate and specific with their um, dietary needs um, that's based on their medical condition. We also have psychiatry involved, so if there's a need for uh, medication management for psychiatric needs, depression, anxiety, sleep problems, we have that as well. And then another component to this is our groups, which I'm very proud of, which I, I think is a, a very unique part of our center, is that we offer a variety of groups that involve multiple providers. So it's, uh, it's, it's doing groups where we're getting perspectives and expertise from multiple providers, again, reinforcing that integrative approach. So we really get our patients plugged in at the individual level, at the group level. And like I said, they come here all under one roof, and uh, it really feels like they're getting this comprehensive approach to their health. Absolutely. Rachel, are you on the line with us? I am. Hey, girl. Hey, thanks for having us. (laughs) Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about what you do at the Center for Integrative Health. Okay, I will. Um, So I'm a physical therapist at the center. I also serve as associate director, but the bulk of what I do is treating patients, both adults and children, and helping them incorporate physical activity into their life as one of those pillars of how they'll manage their chronic medical condition. We focus on sleep, stress management, physical activity, and nutrition as some of the pillars. And my piece of the pie is basically the physical activity. So some well, of the things I'll do You do is, a, a lot of other things as well uh, that you do really well, which is incorporating breathing techniques and relaxation techniques into the physical activity part, which I love. Yeah, so I was, I was going to touch on that. Um, we do like to incorporate a lot of mind-body exercises here, mm-hmm. um, just trying to increase our patient self-awareness, introducing them to things like yoga and Pilates and Tai Chi, things that allow us to make a connection between our mind and body, focusing on breathing, which a lot of us just flat out take for granted, (laughs) Um, but that's what keeps us going. And um, just meeting patients where they are. A lot of people come in and they've never exercised, Mm 
mm-hmm. and they feel intimidated just by that word. And so just getting a feel for where what their exercise journey has been like and what level of physical activity they're starting at and going from there and also finding out what they value. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them come in and they just want to be able to walk from their car to their grandson's baseball game and climb the bleachers and have a seat and not feel exhausted. So Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, those are the types of goals we like to focus on here. I'm Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Thanks for listening to the Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit Podcast. If you have a question, you can email fit at mpbonline.org. For ongoing information on staying healthy and fit, subscribe to the podcast using your favorite podcasting app. Hi, I'm Ryder Taff, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advisory and co-host of Money Talks. Each week, we take your personal finance questions and tell you about a money topic we hope you find helpful. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. For joining us today. This is Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. And I'm Josie Bidwell, nurse practitioner at UMMC. And joining me today, I have several members of the integrative health team from the Center for Integrative Health at UMMC. And we've we started the show off talking a little bit about what integrative health is. And now we're going to dig down into a couple of the, the parts of integrative health and focus in on the mental health role. But if you have a question about how integrative health could benefit you or just another question about what it is and, and how it uh, walks hand in hand with traditional medicine. We'd love to talk with you today. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. So Dr. Burgess, you're a clinical psychologist. Um, if folks are not familiar with what exactly a clinical psychologist is, give me like a, a, a couple of minutes on what that is. And then let's talk about how that is really a foundational role in overall health. Yeah, so there's many uh, different types of psychologists. So someone who is a um, clinical psychologist, their their primary um, profession focuses on the um, diagnosis and treatment of mental disorders. And that can be in a, a number of settings. That can be in private practice or a university setting or an academic medical center like a UMMC. And so primarily what I do is I will uh, meet with individuals, um, go through assessment and evaluation of, of what's going on with them um, and, and, and with the sort of the psychological bent on, on what's happening with them uh, in order to uh, make a diagnosis and then work with them on developing a treatment plan that addresses that, that diagnosis. So in my situation specifically at the Center for Integrative Health, I'm working with a lot of individuals that have got um, pretty significant medical conditions, and many of them are coming in um, 
with also pretty significant psychological issues that have stemmed from those medical conditions. Things like chronic pain. Uh, as you can imagine, there's all sorts of uh, emotional and behavioral, behavioral disturbances that, that can come out of something like managing chronic pain. So I work with individuals to identify what those, those issues are. And then, like I said, work with them to develop a, a treatment course and a treatment plan to help them to, to overcome those barriers and, and begin to live a life that they, that they value, that they want to live. Yeah. And, you know, there's still, after all these years, so much stigma still around right. mental health and seeking treatment and care for mental health. Um, you know, I think I think it's getting better. Um, at least, uh, you know, it appears to be from from my end, although, you know, I usually am the first point of contact for people entering integrative health, either myself or Lauren Turner, the other lifestyle medicine nurse practitioner. And most of the time people are referred into us for non uh, mental health needs, right. maybe uh, diabetes or high blood pressure, or um, we see a lot of people with joint issues like arthritis and those types of things. But most of the time, we wind up also looping in either you or Dr. Morris um, from psychology, just for the things that that you mentioned. You know, it's it's not necessarily. Um, just depression and anxiety, although a lot mm -hmm. of times we find people who are undiagnosed um, issues with depression or anxiety, um, and that is directly going to impact how how much control we get on their metabolic conditions, their, their high blood pressure, their diabetes, and those kinds of things, because the things that we choose to eat or move are wrapped up in our mental health as well. Very much so. Right, and you cannot separate, you cannot split apart right. um, our emotional health and our physical health. And I tell this to my patients all the time, there's no point even trying to dif differentiate that. Let's just call this health. Right. And whatever physical barriers are there, emotional barriers are there, they're all the same because they're getting in the way of your, your ultimate goal of, of wellness. And so um, you're exactly right. Most of um, the individuals that I treat um, are just struggling with the adjustment, being able to cope mm -hmm. with the relationship issues uh, that are that go along with the complexity of their, uh, their 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 medical situation, and so you know a lot of like you said that stigma. A lot of people think, well, I'm not crazy. I don't need to see a psychologist. And right. I always say, I don't see people who are crazy. I don't even think about it in those terms. I see people right. who are struggling uh, right. with trying to um, take back control over their life. And, and yeah, they're, they're running up against um, all kinds of obstacles for that. And if I can be a person that can sit with you and just sort of help you problem solve that, then that's going to make that process much, much easier uh, instead of trying to fight against it and um, avoid and, and escape the, the situation. Absolutely. All right, we do have a caller on the line, so we will go talk with John on the road. How can we help you, John? Oh, good morning. I've been listening to your show. My wife and I are driving through already. And uh, one of the questions I have as a longtime board-certified chaplain uh, who helped to run a program in Dallas around community, faith community health, we did integrative health through congregations. And I would imagine that many of the people who are listening to your show uh, are part of congregations somewhere. And perhaps it's possible to look for ways to bring this wonderful program within a congregational setting because I think a lot of folks who you're talking about sit 
uh, in front of a pulpit every Sunday. So I'm just offering that as a suggestion and ask whether you indeed have anything like that going now. That's wonderful. Danny, do you have anything specific to add to that? And I'll talk a little bit about what we, we do as well from a lifestyle right. medicine John, perspective. John, I really appreciate the, the call and, and that suggestion. You're exactly right because when we talk about integrative health and medicine, we talk about the mind, the body, and the spirit. And so that spiritual relationship, whatever that looks like uh, in a person's life, is such a key component to that. And then also being able to uh, get into the churches, because that's such a huge um, uh, sort of population in, in this state, to, to one, whether it's just to kind of uh, get rid of the stigma of mental health by, by educating and, and showing uh, what its worth can be. Um, but like you said, really kind of incorporating that uh, that approach to, um, to to an individual's medical situation and, and treatment plan, I think, is very crucial and necessary. And I can, yes, definitely can see our center uh, beginning to maybe uh, incorporate that more as we get ourselves out into the community more, uh, do more talks like this, uh, that we can then have some of those opportunities. And, and real quick, and I know, Josie, you want to say something, but um, a lot of my patients have come in and they have said, that they have been taught in the church that if they are depressed or anxious, that they are sinning, that that is a sin. Uh, and so that is a stigma we've been really having to try to overcome is that depression and anxiety are not a sin because those aren't choices. Those are choices we make to be that way. And so I think the more we're able to integrate into the church organization and community, we can begin to dispel those stigmas. That's a great point. And uh, our program, at least from a lifestyle medicine perspective or a preventive medicine perspective, has been a little bit on on pause from from COVID because we couldn't hold group trainings and those kinds of things. But um, the kind of the brainchild of the original Southern Remedy uh, host, Dr. Rick DeShazo, was a community health advocacy program that we have here at UMC. And that's actually how I got involved with Southern Remedy all those many years ago. And the focus of that program was to train lay people to be health screeners and health educators. And so we targeted the churches. And so we taught mm. folks in the church how to do blood pressures and blood sugars and um, uh, you know, uh, smoking screening and all these different kinds of things, and then to be able to connect people with resources in their community to help them. Um, and we really partnered with um, our um, church families to, to get those things done and to do health fairs within the church and those kinds of things. So hopefully, um, as COVID continues to, you know, be better controlled and we're able to start to gather again and do some of these things, we'll be able to kick that up a little bit more. So that's right, a, right. a great, um, a great hope for the future that we're able to do those things. But thank you so much, John, for listening and for calling in and stay safe on the road. Now, Danny, I know um, one of the things that I find with, with the patients that come to see me, a lot of times they come in and they tell me they want to lose weight, right? Mm -hmm. And so we right. start to, you know, I start doing assessments in each one of these areas, of course, you know, what we're eating and our physical activity, but also, stress levels, how we cope with stress, you know, those types of things and, and sleep and the stress and the sleep are often the, the two that people start to look at me kind of funny. Like, why are you asking me about that? Cause I'm just, right. I just, I want to lose some weight, you know? And to me, those two are the foundation of healthy weight loss because 
a lot of folks, when we start going through maybe their food recall or, you know, what they eat, and I'll say, okay, tell me about the snack food here. When do you find yourself reaching for that? And it's often when they're stressed out, right? right. Like they've, and they're using that food um, as a, as a coping strategy because food makes us exactly. feel, feel better in the short term, you know, highly palatable things that have lots of sugar and salt and fat and those kinds of things are comforting, um, in the, in the short term. Uh, and so, you know, I usually couch it as you're not to, like you said, you're not to blame for the fact that you, you lean toward those foods when you're stressed, right? Like that's just human nature. And I think we've kind of done a disservice to folks in telling them they just need to have willpower to, to pick something different because right, right, it's so much more than willpower. And so I really feel like incorporating these techniques that you learn uh, from someone like yourself or Dr. Morris or, you know, a, a host of other clinical psychologists that are out there are the best chance at being successful for lasting weight loss, not quick weight loss where you, you know, you drop 15 or 20 pounds and then we find it again in a couple of months, but sustainable, healthy eating pattern adoption. You've really got to have these other, um, other tools in your kit other for how you manage available. your stress, right. you know? Right. And so as, as human yeah. beings, we are great at, initiating behaviors but like you said maintaining that behavior that's the most difficult part um, right. and a lot of that's because when we initiate a behavior we are highly motivated so we rely on motivation to to make a change whether it's to eat healthier to exercise more or save money or whatever the behavior is we want to do but just like any emotion motivation is going to run out right and then now we're relying on what um, to to help maintain that behavior and so all the things you're touching on, Josie, about, you know, things like sleep, stress management, our relationships in our life, uh, all of those factors either will support the maintenance of that, of that change or work against it. Mm -hmm. And yep. that's why psychology is such a key component to this, because if you're not aware of those things that are either interfering or impacting um, the changes in the, the lifestyle behaviors you're trying to make, then those things are going to continue to do that lifelong. Um, and so seeing someone like a psychologist helps you to increase your insight and your awareness on those factors so that you can be intentional and deliberate with making the changes that you want that can be sustainable, that you can now mm -hmm. maintain, um, and then, yeah, work towards your, your ultimate goal of what that looks like for your health. Yeah. And, you know, the, the benefit of, integration or having kind of all of these different team members kind of at the same table, so to speak, is that we're all working toward that same goal for that patient. You know, right. if I see someone for a lifestyle medicine follow-up and, you know, we've been working on um, nutrition, let's say, and we've made some good progress in that, but life happens, right? Like maybe there mm -hmm. was a death in the family or they lost their job or something like that. That's a, a major life change and it can derail even the, the best plan that has been put mm -hmm. into place. And so the benefit of that is then I just pick up the phone and call you and I'm like, Hey, our, you know, miss so-and-so mm -hmm. our patient, you know, has, has had 
a, a couple of, of life events that have happened. And I really think she could benefit from, you know, a, a sooner session with you to help work through some of those things. And so we're all talking together um, mm-hmm. to get to the same point, you know, the same common uh, treatment goal for, for these patients, which I think is a, a beautiful way to take care of folks. I'm Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Thanks for listening to the Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit Podcast. If you have a question, you can email fit at mpbonline.org. For ongoing information on staying healthy and fit, subscribe to the podcast using your favorite podcasting app. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio, or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Josie Bidwell, nurse practitioner at UMMC. And joining me today, I have a couple of folks from the Center for Integrative Health, also at UMMC. And we've been kind of breaking down what integrative health is. And we, uh, in the prior segment, we talked a lot about the mental health aspect of um, integrative health. And now I want to talk some about the physical um, therapy, physical activity portion of of integrative health. But if you have a question or a comment for us related to anything integrative health related, we'd love to talk with you. Our number is 877-672-7464. Or you can always email us fit at mpbonline.org. All right, Rachel, uh, you serve as the Associate Director for the Center for Integrative Health, and you are a physical therapist. Tell us a little bit about about physical therapy, because a lot of folks may have gone to physical therapy to rehab an injury, right? You know, if you had an ankle injury or a back injury or something like that, or after surgery. But what is what is different about the integrative approach to physical therapy? Oh, I'm glad you asked that. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, what Josie says is true. Physical therapists as a whole, uh, we focus on helping people with mobility deficits, and those might include issues with strength or endurance or balance, flexibility, coordination. We help folks who have pain um, with ways to manage their pain um, in a healthy way. Those are, those are things that all physical therapists are capable of doing. And if you happen to a physical therapist for an injury or possibly following a surgery, you're used to having a therapist give you a certain set of exercises to do to help strengthen that area that's injured and get you back on track and get you back out there. And they may use certain modalities like electrical stimulation or ultrasound or heat or ice as well as manual therapy. And um, the way we're different at integrative health is those are all skills 
uh, that I have, and those are all skills that I use with patients. Um, most of what I try to do from the beginning, though, is to let patients know the power that they have in healing themselves through physical activity. So just letting them know that um, there are ways that they can make behavior changes. To Right out of the gate, we talk about um, their relationship to exercise. That's something we discuss on the very first day. And you may not hear that in another PT clinic. They may bypass your relationship to exercise and just say, this is what I want you to do for your knee or this is what I want you to do for your shoulder. But I'm looking at long term. I'm looking at how is this person going to use physical activity to um, help just improve their overall health and wellness. So we do address that issue you come in the door with, but we respect the fact that you have a chronic a chronic, excuse me, medical condition that we are also trying to chip away at and manage. So I would say the difference here um, in a day-to-day, I get to spend an hour one-on-one with each patient, whereas in a traditional physical therapy clinic, sometimes physical therapists are juggling two to three patients at a time. So I feel very grateful to have that one-on-one time with that patient so that we can I can really monitor their reaction to exercises. I can look at their target heart rate. I can take the time to educate them during our treatment and say, okay, look, you're going faster. Your heart rate's going up. I'm increasing the resistance. Your heart rate's going up. They recognize tangibly I have an influence on how my heart's reacting to this exercise. That's one of the things we talk about um, when we look at flexibility they get to watch that improve over time, and they get to say, this stretch doesn't feel good, and I'm coming up with, okay, well, we've got an alternative then that will feel good. What I don't want to do is throw a bunch of exercises at a person, hand them a bunch of packets, and then go home totally confused. So Mm. I really do participate in the exercises with them, whether it's aquatic therapy or Pilates, and uh, a lot of core exercises, a lot of functional strengthening, um, we do all of those things, and I'm, I'm looking at their response to it and saying, how does this one feel? How does that one feel? And letting them sort of begin to choose the tools that work best for them. Yeah. Um, and I, I love that uh, because they have such a major role in their outcome in that way. I also and, you know, manual oh, therapy. go ahead. I do, I'm sorry. I do, I do a lot of manual therapy as well. Yeah. I know yeah. I, I do put, I put a lot on the patient, but um, I do myofascial release, joint mobilization, neuromuscular facilitation, all kinds of manual therapy along in conjunction with this. So they're not just totally on their own with their healing. So yeah. go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. I was going to say, you know, even if you don't have access to, you know, integrative health physical therapists, you know, I feel like physical therapy in, gen- in general is one of the uh, kind of least utilized uh, specialties because it, you guys do such a wonderful job on assessment. You know, oftentimes we may send someone for physical therapy and think it's, um, you know, knee pain and we'll get notes back and they're like, but their hips are really tight. You know, it's because you'll do such a wonderful assessment of folks were able to get down to, you know, what the underlying cause is. Now, one thing that does make um, PT at Integrative Health a little bit different are some of the modalities you talked about um, earlier in the show, like Pilates, yoga, 
and aquatic therapy, um, which I send a lot of my patients to because I have a lot of folks with joint issues. What, you know, what are the benefits? First of all, what is aquatic therapy and what are the benefits to that? Aquatic therapy is, is so awesome. Um, I've loved using it with my patients, especially who have joint issues. I also see a lot of patients who struggle with obesity and they just feel extra heavy all the time and the buoyancy of the water helps so much. It allows them to perform exercises that they absolutely could not physically perform on land. So when they get in the water, they're able to get their heart rate up more because they're not experiencing that joint pain of the impact that they would have on land. So the buoyancy is one of the benefits. Another big benefit of exercising in the water is that resistance, and it's a consistent resistance provided by the water so that you're actually also strengthening as you're walking across the pool. I had a pediatric patient tell me once, she said, Miss Rachel, this water is so thick. And I <laughs> thought, that's a really good description of what it feels like when you're in the water sometimes. It just, you know, you're having to move against that consistent resistance, which builds strength. So that's, and it's a little sneaky in that way. People say, oh, the water feels so good, and they don't realize kind of how hard they're working. Uh, which is really, really nice. Mm-hmm. And in terms of Pilates, um, I'm trained in mat and reformer Pilates. And if you're not familiar with Pilates, it's an exercise that really focuses on core strength, developing a stable core so that you can have mobile limbs, arms and legs, that uh, and not injure yourself. So if the core is stable and the limbs are at their regular mobility and range of motion, you're less likely to become injured. And that's really the root of Pilates is that core stability. And we have, we're so blessed in our clinic to have two Pilates reformers. And so the reformers are excellent pieces of equipment that also, kind of like the water, provide as gentle or strong as a resistance as you, as I put on it, the springs cause the tension on it for the patients. And um, you can lie on your back and use the reformer. Uh, you can stand up on the reformer. You can kneel on the reformer. You can get in a bunch, just a variety of positions to do a variety of exercises. And you don't, it can be very gentle on the joints, especially because you can use it while just lying down. Um, also, any fitness level can use the reformers, any size, uh, any age, really, as long as they have supervision and direction and guidance. So that's been a great tool. And there's a huge emphasis on breathing with Pilates, so just connecting breath with movement that is has been so eye-opening for my patients just to recognize, oh, my goodness, I was holding my breath. I don't, you know. And so we teach them to connect breath with movement. As you push away, I want you to exhale. As you come back in, I want you to inhale. And just that rhythm and that connection of mind and body that occurs there. The feedback I get after working with patients using Pilates is that they feel like they had a good work, but they feel very relaxed. And to me, that's, that's helping mental and physical health. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That was going to be the kind of connection that I drew there is, you know, I know Danny works a lot with folks on you know, relaxation techniques and, and different tools to, to deal with panic and anxiety and those kinds of things. But we do that as, as well in just our regular lifestyle medicine visits. And so it's so beneficial for them to be hearing the same thing from multiple people and focusing in on that breath because it can help with anxiety and stress, but it can also help with sleep, um, you know, sleep induction and sleep maintenance and those kinds of things. So it's a really good kind of um, 
collaboration of all those different things because we're not pieces. You know, human beings are not not pieces. They uh, we're we're one big system that is is working together, and so we've got to enter um, that system. And regardless of how you're doing physical therapy, um, is when you finish your physical therapy sessions, don't stop being physically active. You know, make sure that you transition into some type of community fitness or a home exercise program or something like that and keep doing these things at home. I'm Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Thanks for listening to the Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit Podcast. If you have a question, you can email fit at mpbonline.org. For ongoing information on staying healthy and fit, subscribe to the podcast using your favorite podcasting app. I'm Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. This is Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, and I'm Josie Bidwell, nurse practitioner at UMMC. And we've been talking about integrative health today and and the uh, the services that are available at the Center for Integrative Health at UMC, but really the overall importance of integrating different therapies into our overall health and wellness. And in this last segment of the show, we're going to hear from Haley Carpenter. She is an occupational therapy student here at UMMC who has been doing an internship with uh, the Center for Integrative Health. And Haley has got uh, some news about uh, an exciting upcoming event. Good morning, Haley. Good morning, Josie. Tell us what's, what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, so um, we have an event that we are hosting called Spring into Wellness. It's basically a, it's kind of an integrated event itself. We are doing a 5K race and a walk, and we're also doing a health fair um, that's open to anyone. So that one is, literally, it's open to anyone for both, but we want the health fair more like the community. Anyone can stop by, come in, whereas the race is by registration. Right. And you don't have to do the race to do the health fair, right? Absolutely not. No. So if right, running's not your thing, we have a lot of other things um, <laughs> at the event. So, and other ways to be active, like we're doing some Absolutely. Zumba instruction, which I, you know all about, and yes. um, some yoga instruction and things like that. Okay. So if folks are interested in I run it, right? You can walk the 5K. Yes, you can walk the 5K. How would crawl. we get signed up? Yes, so to sign up, we have a race roster website. Um, 
on it, if you just type in raceroster.com and type in Spring and Wellness, you'll find it. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, just the University of Mississippi Medical Center, Center for Integrative Health. Um, you'll find us through that, and all the links are there. Um, you do sign up for the walk, too. So we have the 5K walk, the 5K run, and there's also a family fun run. And the fun run is about 0.9-ish miles, a little under a mile. And it's free for sign up, but we do want people to register for it just so we know you're coming. Wonderful. And so where is this event going to be located? So the event's located in our facility, which we're located off of the frontage road uh, in Ridgeland. Let me see. So we're in Holmes's Community College Wellness Center. So it's right across from Renaissance. Honestly. Yeah, that's usually how I tell folks. If you know where Renaissance Mall is yeah. on 55, then it's across, on the other side of, of the interstate in that big building that says Holmes Community yeah. College. <laughs> and so that's where the, the health fair will be as well. So if you're interested in signing up mm-hmm. for the race, you can go to Race Roster and look for Spring into Wellness. Spring like the season or Spring like mm-hmm. a jump. I don't, you know, probably a play on words there. Um, and, and do that. But if you're interested in just coming out to the health fair, you mentioned um, there's going to be other ways to be physically active if running's not your thing. I will be teaching a Zumba class, an outside Zumba class out there. So it's a great way to, um, if you've never done Zumba before and you're curious about it, it's going to be um, a pretty general Zumba class, kind of an introductory Zumba class, and it's going to last about 20 minutes or so. So it's a good way to get your your feet wet, so to speak, in in Zumba. There's also going to be yoga, like you mentioned. But what else is going to be, what other um, kind of booths or experiences can people expect if they choose to come come see us at Spring Into Wellness? Yeah, so we're going to have a lot of options here we also wanted to add i don't think i said this is definitely a family event so we want Mm. you know kids to come parents to come everyone to come as a family um so we're going to have like a bounce house the obstacle course and a slide um we're going to have children's crafts and we're have a lot of students from umc helping with that we're also going to do we have a children's of mississippi is coming and they're bringing it's going to be really fun a smoothie bike so you have to ride the bike to make a smoothie. So we'll be making smoothies on site. Got to work uh, for your food. You got to work for your food. <laughs> so it's going to be pretty fun. We're going to have Home Community College. Um, their culinary arts program is going to be there, and they're going to do some healthy snack demonstrations. Uh, their massage therapy students are going to be there and offer some massage treatments. We're going to have sprouted heart acupuncture on site, and they're going to they can't, they're not going to provide acupuncture, but they're going to provide certain types of their treatments um, that aren't needles, so I'm not trying to scare people off. Acu- acupressure. Um, or, yeah. Yes. So um, we're also going to have a, like a wheel of wellness that we're, a lot of the medical students from UMC have helped put together, and what we're going to do is everyone's name that they register and when you get there you can sign up um put your name into like a bowl and we'll pull your name we'll spin the wheel and they'll have questions on it and if you can get the question right we can win some door prizes and we've got a lot of great door prizes um but that's most of them we're also going to have some donations on site we're going to have seven coffee and some world smoothies ground bottling group has given us a lot of waters and healthy snacks 
Um, so it's going to be a great event. Tell us what day and time this event is going to be taking place. Okay, so the event is on April 9th. Um, it starts at 8 o'clock, and it'll last until 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, we, you can register that day at 7 o'clock. We'll be there. So everyone can start showing up around that time. Wonderful. Thank you so much for giving us uh, giving us the breakdown of those kinds of things. And guys, that event is Spring Into Wellness if you're looking for it on Race Roster or if you're just looking for more information about the event or about integrative health. Um, Haley mentioned that there is a Facebook page and an Instagram page um, that is the UMMC Center for Integrative Health and has all of that information on there. Thanks for listening to this MPB Think Radio podcast. MPB depends on support from listeners, so if you can, please contribute today at mpbonline.org. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. 